Welcome to Closing the Books, a podcast by IC System, your trusted subject matter expert for debt collection solutions. Join us as we discuss the biggest trends and topics in debt collection and explore account recoveries in an uncertain future. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Closing the Books, a podcast from IC System. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the show. Today, we're talking about debt submittal. So we're going to talk about what that is, but we'll also talk on some topics like timeliness and how to make the most out of your partnership with a debt collection agency. And so joining me once again here on the podcast, thrilled to welcome him back on. It's Brian Campbell. He's the business development manager at IC System. Brian, welcome back. Thanks for joining me. Always a pleasure, Tyler. Good to be with you again. Excellent. Excellent. So, Brian, let's start off here. IC System collects debts for thousands of small businesses, right? And so I have to imagine that many of these small businesses have never used a collection agency before. So tell me a little bit about the experience level with collections agency that exists for, for average to small you know, businesses and that sort of thing. Right. You know, it's a good it's a good question. For instance, we do a lot of business with dentists. And so dentists mm-hmm. may be just entering into a practice and not have an agency, but someone down the street is, you know, one of their colleagues is saying, hey, you should do this. You should, you should get yourself an agency so that when it uh, when it occurs, you have somebody on board. So, you know, people that are, are just starting into the realm where a collections agency will be uh, will be needed, will be exploring. We also have obviously many, many clients that have gone down the path and had an existing agency. And this more often than not happens to us where it's a local agency, somebody that's, you know, down the street, somebody that you trust, somebody in your community. And for whatever reason, perhaps they do do a grand job for them and they start to then look through the web and look for some nationally licensed agencies or someone who has a, a footprint that that would expand in, in every state. And then they mm-hmm. come to IC system. So, so it can be a combo platter of just entering in and knowing this is something down the line that's going to be important to onboard. Or oftentimes we're making a change because something isn't exactly gone right with our first agency. Or a third tranche of it, it would be, we, just, we thought we could do it all internally. You know, we've employed numerous. We've we've got we've got a front office staff that's making phone calls or sending statements, and then they've looked at that and said, "Well, that wasn't wholly successful either, right?" Yeah, yeah, no, that that absolutely makes sense. And so, you, you mentioned a dentist's office. Uh, tell us about some of the other maybe types of businesses that that you service and that you work with on a regular basis. So we deem our small business unit, which is like you said, thousands and thousands of clients across the country, mm-hmm. Main Street. So if you think of any of those kind of businesses from CPAs to law firms, to veterinarians, to chiropractors, radiologists, orthopedic specialties and healthcare, up to small hospitals, web design firms, if you get more interactive and newer from a modern business standpoint, all of those that have a, an obligation that a patient or consumer owes directly that's uh, on the smaller side of things. That's what you would use a a collection agency like us. Hmm. So if we take a a really macro view of things, a 30,000 foot view of things, what's the basic, maybe bare minimum amount of information that a collection agency needs in order to Mm -hmm. start the collection process? How does this thing get started? Sure. Basic demographic information, like your first and last name of the consumer or patient, Mm -hmm. address, primary phone number, balance, that's owed and separating that from a principal to other fees like interest as well, separated out. So basic demographic data is what we, what we need to get going. Beyond that, do you ever ask for any additional information? Anything additional is super <laughs> helpful. And uh, yeah, I mean, any additional phone numbers, email addresses, obviously, social security numbers, date of birth. Those are obviously social security and date of birth helpful if we're 
to enact uh, credit reporting, either of those, place you are employed if you're a, a consumer. And obviously the, the account number, uh, anything that's from a reference standpoint would be helpful. Mm. All those additional data elements furnish them to your partner. Very, very important. Very important. Now, are there certain types of debts that you won't accept? There are. Yeah. Any uh, bankruptcies? We would not look into if the debt can't be validated or it might be disputed. We can't accept that. Anything that hasn't been notified from a past due status. So that would be a, a problem. Also, if the fees aren't split out and separated and all of it's combined in one principal balance, that would be that would be a problem. And we will not work debts that are being worked at a at a, a agency already. So you won't be interacting with a, a consumer or a patient if they're already engaged with a collection agency. Yeah, not doubling up. Correct. Got it, got it. So let's kind of get to that point where the rubber meets the road, right? Between between collections agency and, and customer or client. How do companies get their debts to you? Do they mail them? Is it online? Is this all over email? You know, tell us a little mm-hmm. bit more about that practical aspect of things. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an interesting thing because, like you said, from a small business standpoint, there are a lot of there are a lot of methods from Pony Express onward. But our <laughs> preferred our preferred experiences and and where we're trying to aim most towards, and we have a we have an online tools portal that twenty four seven is available to the small business to input like with those demo, that demographic information data and get it immediately to IC system, and then we're able to get uh, active and collections. Just like that. So real-time data for transfer that way. We'll also have a opportunity for a spreadsheet to be uploaded to our online tools platform if there's numerous accounts with, again, recommended data points formatted, and they can get that to us in that manner. So our online tools platform is our preferred method of transmission. So it would be uh, clean, fast, and we're able to work everything much quicker. We also have integrations and technology partners in healthcare like Athena Health, eClinical Works, Debtnext. These are integrations that we've built from a company standpoint with those partners that seamlessly will transfer the data into, into IC's hands. So preferably not mm-hmm. like carrier pigeon. It's not as impactful or successful for us to get going on the carrier pigeon angle anymore. Maybe yeah. the, back in the Yellowstone days or somewhere along those lines, that precursor to the, that new movie or something like that. <laughs> yeah, back in uh, 1883 yeah. or something 1883, like that. 1883, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that new Carrier yeah. pigeon or right. smoke signals. But, uh, <laughs> exactly. We've That's advanced right. past that. So let's talk about the timing of debt placement because I think this is mm-hmm. maybe one of the biggest issues that we need to talk about today as it relates to companies finding the most success in a partnership with an IC system and, and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So what's the usual process when a business has past due accounts that need collecting? What actions do they take? And at what stage of delinquency does IC system see debt being placed? So all again, all across the board, Tyler, in terms of that Mm. ending line of your question. And we ideally would see them as soon as possible. Now, internal processes, depending upon, especially we we do a lot of business, like we've probably heard on the channel in healthcare, you know, if there's insurance, you let that run its course. And so, I mean, I don't want to say immediately, right? We got to let we got to let that work necessarily, but between 60 and 90 days past due, you know, you're you're doing some work internally and like I mentioned to the, the staff might make some phone calls and you know, maybe send a couple of statements out, but we see things that are delivered to us all the way up to the statute of limitations, which in varies in states, but between it could be five and seven years, that's a long time and obviously much more uh, difficult to collect. So mm-hmm. sooner the better, ideally 60, 90 days past due, 90 days we get would be 
kind of the best, especially within from an insurance standpoint, everything is taken care of and you can get to your collection agency and start start a strategy that's that's impactful and effective and give give your partner the best opportunity. If you if you employ a collections agency, can't stress enough using them in the most appropriate manner possible because the longer you wait, it just is much more difficult to have those conversations and to track down and identify where the consumers are or what their current situations are. And we want to do the best that we can for each and every one of our clients. Yeah. And you want to do the best that you can for your clients and your clients obviously want to find success in terms of their debt collection needs, right? And so mm-hmm. this has to be a partnership in a way that that works best for both parties. And so it, it seems like 90 days as opposed to 500 days is something that would ensure that everyone has a better opportunity at success. It would. Yes. I mean, uh, we honestly, uh, we, we sign up a decent amount of clients too, that they sign up and they say, oh, they look at the bottom line and say, this, got this out here in AR, these past due accounts, we're going to go after it. And then they sign up and <laughs> we try to encourage them and they, maybe they get a little reluctant for, for whatever reason, right? Because mm. maybe they know these individuals or something might, might be preventing them. But yeah, the longer you wait, exactly what we're talking about here is going to occur. So yes, be confident when you sign up with the agency that you're partnering with somebody that is reputable. All the things that we've talked about before that we stand behind, that's that's going to make it a good experience for whomever we're trying to influence and to make sure that they get that the client gets paid and is uh, made whole. So don't hold off because the more that you hold off, yes, you're lessening the chance that the partnership is going to have the, the level of a success that, that it should or could. Do you have any examples that you can share of a company that has gone from, you know, submitting later to then mm-hmm. kind of bumping up that timeline and submitting sooner and finding more success? Is there is there an example that you can share with us? Mm-hmm. And you might have to be vague about company names. And yeah, that sort of thing. We, I can't, we get that. It, you know, yeah. But uh, but yeah, tell us an example of that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it happens a lot too. And we, we, we have a lot of data points at IC system from age of placement and debt. And I have one that I'm thinking of in particular, that was a a dental practice. And we're seeing a lot of this in healthcare too, because, well, we're not out of the pandemic, right? We quick saying, Hey, we're done with it. But last year, 2020, when we saw a sharp reduction in dental practices, placing accounts with us, there was one client I would say fourth quarter, this came up and it was, we started looking at things from a placement standpoint because they were looking at, we're just not seeing, we're not seeing what we had expected. We're not seeing what it potentially looked like that we could. We knew where they were. It seemed like it would be a, a good client and, and balance size wise, it looked like it was going to be something that would be pretty successful. I thought the strategy was effective and it it was. And we, lo and behold, look and the, the average age of placement was over 570 days delinquent. So in doing that, we were able to reach out, have a good conversation, and just, again, encourage, like we've just talked today a little bit about Tyler, is to say, let's just look at this going forward. Give us some, give us a look and mm-hmm. give us a look at something that's more recent and get this as a part of your strategy. Clearly, start a lettering campaign at 90, and let's, let's follow this through and see what we can. Also, then not use some of the uh, the older placements and place them in a lettering campaign, but put some of those into a more intensive phase immediately. And we've seen already good success in the last, boy, I mean, it was like November or December before the start of this year, we've even seen some really, really good traction on reaching the patients and they're thrilled and they're ready to re-up and do this again. And that's not the only story. Those are those are things though that we do do internally here quite a bit where we're we're constantly analyzing if seeing if things were a little 
out of line and or uh, things are not being impactful successfully, oftentimes the clients will call our client success team, which is great. And we can have a, a conversation and again, try to educate and or if a sales rep is in constant communication with them, we can find these things and we can take care of it and, and it'll go in the right direction. You know, not guaranteeing mm-hmm. it at all, but those are the kind of things that from a partnership standpoint, if you flesh out, only good can happen, you know, and just yeah. have those expectations understood and 570 days past due is just not an ideal time frame to think that you're just all of a sudden within a couple of months going to have things turn. Just mm-hmm. it's not real, not realistic. Makes a lot of sense uh, from a practical standpoint. Absolutely. So Brian, as we wrap up our conversation today, any final thoughts? What do you want to leave our listeners with after they've heard this conversation? So, I mean, I think the biggest thing is, and I'm always always left with this, that if if you want to, from a business standpoint, employ a collections agency, just the debts are everything. Get the debts into the agency and let the agency be successful, right? Mm-hmm. So do it at the earliest possible time that you're comfortable with. Let your process work internally, but don't be afraid. If you've partnered with a reputable and an ethical agency, they're going to have they're going to have everything in their power to do the right way. They're not going to go out of bounds and you can be assured that they're they're operating like another extension of your business. And so get the debt in the door because the debt is everything. The debt will make that partnership have every chance to be successful. And then if it's not, you should be discussing that with those those individuals to find out why it isn't and troubleshoot. But you can't do it if you don't submit. And so our whole aim is making sure that you use that tool, use that online tools, use the integrations. We're trying to make it again. All of those things that we do are just again trying to encourage and make things easier. Mm-hmm. Don't use the carrier pigeons. You know, we got we got we got supply chain issues. Don't use don't use EP, UPS. Put them in a box and try to get them to IC system. Right. I mean, we're we're right. trying to trying to facilitate more modern and easier ways to do that. So again. We're successful. If we're successful, the client is going to be happy. And and uh, and our whole aim is to make sure that those interactions are fruitful for those that are the consumers out there as well. I mean, it's good conversations. And it's conversations that most people in, in situations that are accounts to us, they didn't go into them because they're, they're horrible human beings or anything along those lines. They're really difficult situations that let our professionals who are trained take care of and make sure that everybody has an equal successful outcome. Brian Campbell, Business Development Manager at IC System. Brian, always great to talk to you. Thanks for joining us once again here on the podcast. You too, Tyler. Always good. Hope you see you real soon. Absolutely. Good stuff, everyone. And thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Closing the Books, a podcast from IC System. We appreciate it as always. For more, make sure to go subscribe to the podcast. You can hear Brian's previous episodes and appearances on the podcast and so many more topics that we've dived into on the podcast over the last, I don't even know how long at this point, but uh, we have a lot of episodes and a lot of stuff there. If you have further questions and want to learn more about specific topics, a lot of great episodes for you to check out there. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or visit the IC System website as well and stay tuned. We'll be back soon with more episodes of the show. But for this one, for my guest today, Brian Campbell, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks for joining us.